Hey everyone, the Ugly Duckling Podcast is back. This is your host Rashida and Bryce, and we are glad to have you guys here with us this week because we will be talking about being socially awkward, which I feel like as ugly ducklings, we clearly know that very, very well. So anyway, we will kick off as usual with Bryce and kind of talk about what is being socially awkward? Um, and even also diving also into social anxiety and what are the differences between those two? Oh yeah, so everyone's heard the phrase before, awkward, that was so 2012, right? So <laughs> I, I myself, I'm guilty of being socially awkward at times, believe it or not. But I feel like how I would define it is it's almost like, I would say it's a, a noun. And you essentially are not able to adapt to societal norms, whether it's through conversation, whether it's through um, maybe how you dress, um, also through your actions. I feel like all those kind of culminate together to create this like socially awkward dynamic. I can speak for myself. There are times where I felt socially awkward in social settings when I'm pretty much like a fish out of water. Like, let's say I don't really know too many people at an event. There are times where I would try to talk to someone and just randomly laugh because I don't know <laughs> what to say. I'm like, ooh, uh, yeah, this is awkward. Or Rashida, has there ever been like a time where like you were talking to someone and then like, there's like an awkward pause and you both just laugh, but then you guys come back into the conversation. That's like really, to me, very awkward. Yes, it's not always a laugh. It'll be like this, like, look, like you're looking at each other, just fake smiling. Like that happens a lot at networking events where you're like trying to mix and mingle and like meet the recruiter in a tech company. And then like you say something and you smile and they kind of just smile and like you're waiting for them to say something back. And you're like, this is really cringeworthy but let me like keep my game face on so I don't look like a psychopath and I can actually get this recruiter to like read my resume. <laughs> yes. Oh yes, that, oh yes. I'm gonna expand on that. Um, those individuals who don't know how to complete a conversation, like have you met somebody that like, they're still talking, talking and they don't know how to end it. And then there's like the awkward silence. Like, yeah. Yes, you have to dip out. Learned, I don't know if that's something that's learned or something you have to be taught. But um, I try my best to, you know, end the conversation appropriately. <laughs> yeah, that's happened where you're like, oh, that was cool. Or like, let's say you see someone you haven't seen in a while. And it's like, oh, how have you been? You know, so you go through that. They'll tell you like, oh, I moved. I had a baby or whatever. And then they're just like, yeah. And so like my wife, she's kind of like awkward in this way. And you're like, why are you telling me this personal information? Like, I didn't ask for all of that. Now this is getting a little awkward. Let me step back slowly. And then you're like, okay, I gotta go. <laughs> right. Bye. I mean, definitely the person, oh God, who overshares information about themselves or someone else, definitely socially awkward. Okay, so let, let me say, this is one thing that I think is funny. When I meet people, and men and women do this, right? And like, you'll say, like, I'll be like, someone will say like, oh, Bryce is cute or something, or he's so nice or whatever. And then someone goes, yeah, like we used to date. And you're like, um, I needed this information, why? <laughs> and then you're like, okay, I guess. 
And then what happens later, like whether it's weeks or months or even days, somehow or another, I'm in a conversation with you and it's like, oh yeah, Cindy told me you guys dated. And you're like, who's Cindy? Ooh. Wait, what? And then you're like, oh yeah, we text for two days. Like we definitely didn't talk, but I guess. Yeah, I mean, that goes to the next point. <laughs> People who are socially awkward have a tendency to like basic social skills. Like, and and in that particular example there's a little delusion there like at what point were y'all dating and why did you feel the need to like say that so like hard like what is that yeah are you trying to mark territory yeah clearly like in that scenario you know that's more dating wise but like even just I think about high school or middle school particularly I was very socially awkward but I don't think it was because I didn't have social cues it was just because in that scenario, like the definition of what cool was, I was not, right? Like in the morning when I woke up, I'm watching, you know, cartoons before I walked to school. I'm watching Pokemon or Sailor Moon. Nobody else was into this. I have a Game Boy Color in my backpack with the cable connect. And I'm like excited to go like play the boys at school. I'm like, yo, I got Pikachu at level 98. I'm trying to like thrash y'all today. Like that was me, okay? This is sixth grade, seventh grade me. So you already know to the girls who already were into boys and makeup and things like that. Like Rashida was like weird as fuck. Yeah, you were like an early gamer before being a gamer was even cool. Yeah, I definitely was. I mean, it's funny now because I'm not into games like playing like PS5 or anything like that. You'll, I'll still get you on Mario Kart, but... Definitely Mario Kart, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't get into it too much, but it is also just like by definition. Sometimes I think in that way, of course, I was definitely socially awkward more because I just didn't fit in with what was considered cool. But now as an adult... I think I can be awkward because I have a very dry, sarcastic sense of humor. And what mm -hmm. I think is funny, sometimes, especially like as a black woman, isn't always like funny to other black people. So like my one of my favorite shows is The Office. So like that kind of humor for people who are listening, that is like what I like. So if I make a joke or something like that, and people are like, what are you saying? Like, that's not even funny. And I'm just like, oh, okay, bad joke. Let me like go crawl in the corner real quick right <laughs> you're like uh you're corny come again <laughs> yeah so like if i quote mean girls and you don't know what i'm talking about i'm like see now i feel like you're awkward if you don't know the quotes <laughs> like you gotta know the mean girls quotes like, come I'm on gonna call you caddy thanks they're like wait <laughs> i don't get it you're like come on come on guys so when you were in middle school or high school do you feel like not that you really were awkward by like the definition we're bringing up today as adults, but back then, do you feel like people perceived you as weird or socially awkward? Definitely weird. I don't necessarily know socially awkward because I presented myself, I was very shy, but that was because out of a fear, which we can get into social anxiety at a later time in this podcast episode. But definitely, um, I would say I was um, weird because like you, I was into things that my friends at the time who were African-American, I mean, we grew up in the suburbs, but we grew up in a predominantly white area and I was into things that they necessarily weren't into. So you have like two different layers. You have um, my blackness was in question. That was already awkward. Um, and then um, 
at the time my perceived sexuality was in question. So to this day, I have difficulty with like black, like lingo, lingo within the black community. Sometimes I don't get certain jokes. <laughs> it's so weird. So like revoke my black card. It's fine. And also I don't get jokes within the gay community either. Because <laughs> sometimes I'm like, what is that? Like, right you're not hit I'm like okay like sue me like what do you want me to do right like everyone watch different things or like different things I definitely can identify with that like you said like that your black card in question like growing mm. up everyone's like you talk like a white girl Ooh, which is problematic. like a very problematic statement in itself but like not even just diving into that but already right it's like you don't fit in mm -hmm. um and then especially when i moved from florida to new york you know i'm the new kid as well so i was dressing different i talk different mm -hmm. i'm like taller than everybody so i'm standing out in that way as well and it was just like you're you're awkward more maybe just because i don't understand you and it seems like you're trying to be better than you are it's like i actually talk like this i'm not trying to pretend to be somebody else and like no my mom doesn't like let me watch the simpsons so like i don't get the jokes like i had to for like i forced myself in high school i was like i'm gonna watch all the black movies because my mom mm -hmm. is not a movie person so mm. i never watched anything like never saw friday all these things until i was in high school and then Anytime we would like be at a Walmart or something, I'm like, let me go into that $5 bin and like grab one of these <laughs> movies so I can watch it. Like, I, I think I saw House Party on my own somehow. Mm -hmm. But most of the other Black films, I had to like figure out as an adult, like, okay, before I go to college, I need to see these. Right. <laughs> I mean, I have yet to see The Color Purple and Roots in their entirety. Um, yeah, I mean, same. they're really long movies. Come on, guys. They're really long. But everyone's like, oh my god you haven't seen them but i'm like at what age do you sit your child down and you're like let's watch roots like i that didn't happen in my household like i just i mean i saw Amistad. i still haven't seen i need to walk, go through these but there's also like it weighs heavy on your heart i probably should have seen them as a kid yeah because... i feel like some movies are movies you should only see once Yes, I would agree with that. Like, I remember I saw some movie, I cannot remember the name of it now, but my mom actually did watch this one Black film, I think Whoopi Goldberg was in it, and like, they're like, killing Black people, it's like, I think it was set in like, South Africa, potentially, anyway, like, I'm having like, nightmares the next day, it was just like, it's this like is Hotel not... Rwanda. <laughs> no, but I, I gotta look on Google and figure out what that movie was because I can't remember now. Oh God, trauma! Oh, the black trauma movies. Oh God. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, so wait, let me let me get back on topic. So social anxiety, though. Mm -hmm. How do you want to differentiate that or speak to that versus people being like awkward? Okay, so to go back, awkward to me is like a noun and. It's a state of being, and I feel like most people don't even realize that they're socially awkward, right? Um, I think social anxiety deals with more of an adjective, and it's the fear of something, you know? So they kind of, both ideas can intersect with each other, or they can go parallel. So I say that to say that you can be socially awkward and not have any social anxiety. You just, I mean, case in point, someone who doesn't realize they're socially awkward, what are they afraid of? Right. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing to be afraid of. And then vice versa, you can have social anxiety and not be socially awkward. So like, let's say you stand up in front of the class 
and like you have to present and then all of a sudden you have anxiety but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're a socially awkward person yeah yeah and then you can be both you can be socially awkward and you realize that you're awkward so then let's let's say you go to like a house party with your friends you're like oh my god there's gonna be so many people here let's say they went to like let's say i i even better let's say i went to college and they they didn't like i might have anxiety about that because i don't know if i'm going to be able to fit in or have uh be able to have a productive dialogue with them yeah you know no that's that's true i remember years ago like us having this conversation about someone that we both know who didn't go to college and felt uncomfortable in our groups because everyone had gone to school and they felt like they stuck out and they felt like people were judging them although we didn't care because as Kanye said go to college graduate and people still stupid so one thing has nothing to do with the other right and if it's the person I'm thinking of this person I they're entitled to feel how they want to feel but I think in that situation was um using that to avoid whatever was being discussed at the time but that's a whole other conversation for a different day yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah I mean I think like I've I've met a bunch of people that have felt that way especially being around other people that have been to college and they haven't or vice versa um and I just think it really just boils down to like in your head you think that everyone's judging you but nine times out of ten no one really even cares and then let's say you're also you're also excuse me socially awkward at that you might start to say things like it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy like you start to say things out, out of being nervous and awkward and they're like oh like this person is really weird like let's say like um oh Rashida where do you go to school at and you're like a, a normal response a healthy responsibility well I didn't go to college but um I do this for a living the socially awkward person or person with anxiety might say, what are you trying to say? Like, I, I mean, so what if I didn't go to college? What do you, like, it's like, okay, whoa, let's just take this a step back. Yes. Like, you just <laughs> completely got a little afraid in the conversation, whatever. Let's just hone it back in. No one's judging you, sis, or sir. Like, no one's doing that. Like, we're on the same playing field. I'm just trying to have a conversation with you. Yeah, that can rear its ugly head a lot when people are getting to just know you, whether it's romantically or just on a friendship or work level, because people do have those fears or like thoughts in the back of their mind. So when you ask a question, it's like um, immediately I'm on defense mode. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, then it comes across like, oh, you're a jerk. And it's like, maybe that's not really how you want it to come across, but that's what's happening right now. Because like you said, in that situation, it's like, oh. I really was just asking to make conversation. I thought we might have something in common, not because I wanted to say I was better than you. So, right. okay. It's like on to the next. I know for me, like in recent times, I, I usually get social anxiety when I'm interviewing mm. or when I'm at um, like networking events. Like I think it was about a year and a half ago. I had went, or it's happened a few times. I was living in New York one time I went to like a Google um, networking event and it's like hunger games because you got literally like a hundred people up in this room trying to talk to like three recruiters and you're trying to break your way through. What do you say? How do you stand out? How do you um, obviously 
keep this conversation going once the event is over so that you can possibly have a conversation about actual job roles or an interview or a phone, you know, some type of call. And even just like the small talk, even between the people that are there that you're meeting as well. Um, Cause you know, you can also gain potential job contacts even just by the people that happen to be there the same day, you know, it right. might not necessarily be the company hosting it, but those have always been hard for me. Um, and then in certain situations, um, social anxiety, like when I go to work and I have my hair natural, I will have anxiety because I'm like, oh my God, I really hope no one says anything. I just want to be able to wear my hair natural and no one, everyone leave me alone. And unfortunately, I have yet to wear my hair non-straight and like that particular, I usually wear my hair straight for those that, you know, don't know me. And then when I wear that, you know, curly or whatever that day or in the fro, it's always something. And I'm just like, uh, like this is what I feared. I don't want people to perceive me a certain way because I already know that people do judge based on how your hair looks. And typically a lot of non-Black people judge it in a negative way. So I always have anxiety around that too. And so it's been hard for me in certain situations where I want to just like wear a twist out because I'm like, am I going to have all these repercussions? Right. Isn't it crazy how like someone could be possibly offending you, but then you have the anxiety about it? Yeah. Yeah, because that's that's ridiculous. Oh, I think like I've definitely experienced that. And I think mine more so deals with not being comfortable with my reaction and knowing that oh my god if they do or say something that could be offensive I don't know if they're going to receive me differently based on how I react to it which at the end of the day that's not my problem that's theirs because you shouldn't offend me like don't touch my hair like what when was that ever a good idea yeah but yeah I have anxiety because you're going to touch my hair. You're going to ask me questions. And number one, I don't feel like I'm going to, I don't feel like educating you at six in the morning. Okay. (laughs) Like ignorance is a thing. Like you, ignorance is a choice. Excuse me. You can go on YouTube. If you want to learn about black hair, that's an option for you. I don't feel like I have to be the spiritual Negro for everyone's (laughs) job. Like that's not what I'm here for. I'm actually here to get that check and leave. Uh, and then like number two like just because something's different doesn't mean I have to be exploited like an animal so I think with those layers there it creates fear yes if you get to go in your merry way and not be afraid of anything you get to explore the world you get to touch things and not have any anxiety although I feel like that that person might be socially awkward because why would you even ask somebody anything like that when was that ever okay yeah no that's not okay how do you feel about I you know I'm thinking back to I also get anxiety um at work parties Ooh, yeah mm, yeah I think the issue is because when you're at work there's like a work formula of professionalism right yeah but then when you're in a social setting it's like all right this is still professional but y'all got booze here y'all got food people aren't dressed how they normally are it's like what do how do I how do I respond how do I like my boss is here and they're laughing with me and now they're cursing do I have that do I maintain that same energy with them is that unprofessional so yeah no I definitely get it I definitely get it yeah it's like trying to jump into a double dutch and I'm like I ain't good at this like what's going on I had uh, I worked at Viacom 
and they have a very big Christmas party every year. Something yeah. that everyone works looks forward to is an open bar. They'll have like the one year I went, they had like Bismarcky as a DJ. So it's like a big to do for them. And the people there are just like drunk, drunk. And I'm just like, I don't operate like this at work. It's, it's hard for me to jump back and forth because I feel like if I were to get actually drunk, I would not be able to recover from this professionally versus mm-hmm. not, other people can. And so I was like, I, after I do like two drinks minimum, like max when I'm at work stuff. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go like, you're not going to stay Rashida and hang out. I'm like, no, I'm tired. I'm going to go to the hotel room or like whatever. I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. Yeah, no, I feel you. And a, a part of that too might be some of the, your coworkers at the time, because you present yourself one way at work. They're like, okay, well, we really want to get to know Rashida, like, and see what she's about. So, like, let's like, you know, try to be social, offer her drinks. And you're like, whoa, like, this is a lot. Like, I don't even know y'all like that. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, and like one, I guess I learned like just by ob- observing others. Like, I worked at a company. They had an annual, like, we have our annual sales meetings. They were always in these nice locations. So it's in Punta Cana. Mm-hmm. We're out there. You can bring your spouse. So they got their wives with them. Most of the trip was like, you would have like a 30 minute work meeting and then you could go off and do whatever you wanted. So people are, you know, at the bar drinking. HR is like pushing people into the pool. I'm like, that's problematic. She's like flirting with married men. I'm like, yikes. And then like one dude. One dude has like his side joint who works at the company there, but then he also like, which I thought was strange, invited his wife. So then the side joint and the wife having beef. And I'm just watching this like, this is exactly the mess I don't want at work. Like now we all know you're like dirt. This is not cool. That would give me anxiety just experiencing the side piece and the main joint fighting. I would be stressed. Yeah. And I was only like 23, 24 at the time. And I'm like, so people no, he's having an affair at work and like no one's saying anything. I like, there were two active affairs that I like saw happening at my job. And I was like, so no one's, okay. I was like, so everyone's gonna act like this isn't happening. And then I was like the awkward one where I would like run into them sometimes when they were out. And I'm just like, oh, hey, and like, let me get out of here real quick. Right, no. <laughs> I'll never I, um, see that again. I, I um went to this funeral a few years ago and I think this was like social social awkwardness to a T and I ran into this guy who used to be like one of my childhood friends and he was close to the the woman who passed away and I instinctively you're just like when you see someone how are you and he says horrible and then he just walked away and I was like that was really awkward like I get it, but I was like, it was just a, you know, you see somebody, how are you? And I didn't think like we're at a funeral. It's, we were at the funeral, the, not the, doing the, the, the service, the post. Okay, you like the repast, is it the repast? Yeah. 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 So he's like, but he might have said horrible or terrible. Anyway, it was very aggressive. And I, I was just like. Was it like mic drop where everyone else like heard him too and like looked? Yeah. He was like, oh God. Terrible. And I was like. So those are the moments for myself where I feel like I'm socially awkward because I was just yeah I just didn't know (laughs) what to say. 
I think with deaf, no one knows what to say, right? Like there's nothing really you can say mm -hmm. um, to make it better. And so like, I think about like when my dad died, like how I felt or like when people spoke to me and all you can say is just like, I'm sorry for your loss at this point, right? But like, you can't do anything for me. So when people are like, if there's anything I can do, it's like, no, you can't bring them back. So I, I try to stay away from saying that. And like when people that I'm friends with, like maybe like a parent has died, I may just offer like, hey, if you do want to talk, I have experienced that. Mm -hmm. So like I can be a resource or just a shoulder to cry on from that respect. But like, if you just want to cry, I'm here. Cause like, there's nothing anyone can do. Like it's going to take you time, but yeah, it's awkward because you want to show a person you care and you're thinking about them and you want to show empathy, but it's like, what are the right words? And I don't think there are any good words. Right. And then you, it's a penalty if you don't say anything at all, you know? Yeah, that too. And a lot of people will be like, oh, you know, so-and-so died and I just chose not to say nothing to you because I figured like, you know, you were going through it. And it's like, no, that person still probably would like to hear from you and know that you're like thinking of them. Right. So yeah, it's a, it's a fine line. Um, there was another topic in this podcast that I wanted us to address, which was, along the lines of social being socially awkward right so on the opposite side of that right like as ugly ducklings we apparently weren't tall enough um short enough fat enough skinny enough whatever right and so people didn't like us for whatever reason or we were overlooked or just weren't getting no play but when you think about high school and college what who were the people that were considered i guess cool so i remember we talked about this earlier in the week so i wrote down the four that you said, which were you got the resources, which is one, two is the star athlete, three is cool by affiliation, and four is the overnight celebrity. So I wanted you to kind of like explain to everybody what you meant by those. So we can start with the resources person. Okay. So yeah, resources, I feel like is the person when, well, in the state of New Jersey, you have to be 17 to drive. It's the person who had the car first, right? So then maybe this person had like a nice car. So then everyone knew them for the car. Or maybe the kid who um, lived in a home with lived in a home with their parents, but then their parents were never home. So this person threw the party. You know, yeah. they threw the parties. So everyone was like, Yeah, I'm going to Bryce's house for a party. And then all of a sudden Bryce becomes a household name. I never forget in middle school, there was this boy, I think he actually passed away. Um, his name was Kevin. Um, but anyway, Kevin had used to have like middle school parties or whatever. And he was kind of like, like he was like really into anime and stuff, but his parents were like, felt like they were like the cool parents. So they're like, yeah, Kevin just invite some friends over for the pool. Don't you know, like the whole grade went and it was like a thing. But then out of nowhere, it was like, yeah, Kevin's party. They like amazing. Meanwhile, Kevin's just like socially awkward in the corner playing his little Tamagotchi. <laughs> not caring i'm just like okay so he had the resources everyone knew his name and it just was what it was you know what's cringy about the resources person so i love to watch teen drama you know okay so like for those of you who haven't watched grand army um i think yeah i think it's called grand army on netflix please do um but that resource it's like cringy to watch from the outside because i'm always like the person who and i've seen it also we've talked about this with some of our friends in our early 20s, why don't you realize you are the resource person? 
you never hit me up or try to hang out with me to just like bond. Let's get lunch. Let's go on a walk. Let's take a hike. Let's do, you want to go on a trip with me? It's, yo, can I get a ride? Yo, I'm coming through because you got the bottles. Oh, I'm coming to your crib because you're the only person out of our friends who like doesn't have a roommate or lives at home. It's like, mm -hmm. this is like annoying because you're like, this person is using you. But like at the time you just like, I guess sometimes those people just want that acceptance. So they just roll with it. Right. And I think sometimes people aren't used to receiving that type of attention. So like, oh, wow, like they really like me, even though they just like you for what you can offer to them. Exactly. Um, okay. So two is, star is the athlete. Oh, yes. I mean, I'm talking to the athlete. Come on. <laughs> um, obviously, you know, the athlete is the person the star player of whatever team, whether it's basketball, baseball, the swim team, and people just know them. I don't even know at what point people know them. Like, they score a touchdown. They come into school the next day. It's like, oh, my God, like, hey. Like, <laughs> like what? Or the kid who, like, like ran the, what, the 800-meter dash and a minute and 48 seconds like and all of a sudden they, they come into school the next day there's like a round of applause somehow somebody saw the article in the newspaper so then like this person gets like now hearts on their locker it's like what yes i will say something real quick on that one as the athlete myself i was saying this to you the other day like I, basketball is the only thing probably that saved me from being, I guess, a nerd or from people trying to tease me because, you know, yet again, I'm 14 and I'm already 6'1". So dudes is already ready with the ammo ready to fire. So it was just like, please leave me alone. I'm just putting my head down. And for the most part, I didn't really get too many people trying to clown me. But um, once I played basketball, it was and like was good at it because let me tell y'all when I first joined JV freshman year I was not good I was just tall so let's just be very clear I had to work at this had to work at that work. but once I got started getting college letters and stuff and somehow people knew like you said everyone knew me and to this day when I'm in New York and happen to run into somebody from um high school they're like yo like yeah because you're Penn State and you went to and I'm like yo y'all still remember this fans I'm just like wow I was actually cool this is, yeah. this, is, this is the same girl with the Game Boy and the freaking like cable to play Pokemon. Doesn't matter. And now y'all banging with me. And Only now, because you're good. <laughs> 20 years later, I got on the Sailor Moon shirts and people on my Instagram story like, yo, that's fire, yo. I'm like, but this, don't, don't come for it. Don't do this now. Like, I wasn't with me then. Like, they no. wasn't with you. They wasn't <laughs> with you from the beginning. They weren't. <laughs> they really were. I can't. Um, okay. Three is cool by affiliation. Oh, yes. I think I I definitely could fall into that category myself, especially in high school. So whether you have the friend who was the heartthrob that everyone wanted to get with, and you just were the friend. So everyone knew you because of that friend, right? Yes. Um, I can speak for myself. In high school, I want to say the last two years I hung with, two guys and one was the heart he was equivalent of the heartthrob and the resources so he had a really cool car and the other person wanted to be the heartthrob and the resources <laughs> and so um people knew us because of the heartthrob even though the heartthrob 
the personality wasn't there, right? They were just attracted to everyone and had a nice car. Yeah. And it's just like weird, like, oh yeah, Bryce, you hang with such and such. And I'm like, dang, that's all people know me for. But did it to myself, like. I mean, it's hard though, because in high school, you don't always have, not everyone's going to play on the basketball team or be on mathletes or like do all these things. And then you went to a large high school, didn't you? Yeah, I think we had like 2,000. Yeah, that's a lot. So like to stand out and then specifically for what, right? Like I don't have a car. I'm not necessarily on the football team or anything like that. I'm not conforming to what society says is cool, but I'm just a dope ass person. But, you know, in high school, it's like no one really cares if you're a dope ass person. It's just like, what can you give me or what associate, how can I be cool by affiliation right. if I'm friends with you? <sighs> and then um, it didn't help that I had like a, an amazing soccer player brother who broke every record at the school so I was also Byron's little brother so (laughs) yeah that that sucks and I remember in high school there was another girl at my high school who was also Grenadian descent okay last name was also Mark oh and she was also tall okay oh god cousin yeah I think we're related in some weird way honestly but I think she was two years under me um, and everyone she when I was one time I met her and she was like yeah everyone thinks I'm your little sister and every time I'm in the class the professor's like or the teacher's like oh my god you're Rashida's like sister and she's like no and then it was like Ooh, damn and then it. even my cousin who went to my high school after now we don't even have the same last name but somehow or another those teachers knew and they also would be like oh so you're gonna be like an A student like Rashida, he's like, I was like, um, I'm gonna just do what I gotta do, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you set the bar high, Rashida. No. But yeah, living in the shadow can be annoying. I yeah, I can't I mean, imagine. I mean, before Solange's albums, I was the Solange to Beyonce. <sighs> yeah. So you had to you had to come into your own, you know? Yeah, you do. Okay, so here's the last one, overnight celebrity. So who is that? How do we The person that signed the Illuminati contract. Like, it's like (laughs) the person that participated in a talent show one, the next day you come into school, it's like everyone knows them. Yeah. The person that had, um, in our particular case, the person who had aimed beef with somebody and cursed them out and everyone saw it. And the next day, like, yo, (laughs) Bryce is savage. Whoa. Uh, imagine if we were in high school now, like, at least we didn't have as much technology, like, you had AIM, and that was about it, but, like, screenshots and all this, God, that would have been too much Snapchat, sending nudes, I'm like, I don't, mm-mm, that would have yeah, been my life. we're not built for that. <laughs> I wouldn't have been, I would have been or, that kid in high school, like, I'm not even on there, I'm just focusing on basketball, like. Right. <laughs> oh, I'll never forget. I'll never forget the day I crossed the burning sands of Kappa Alpha Cyber Incorporated. <laughs> literally went to the cafeteria at 11.30 for lunch. He was like, what's up, Bryce? What's up? I'm like, how do y'all know me? I was nothing yesterday. How do y'all know me today? Overnight. That, that, irritates me because girls would be like he is so corny and then like all of a sudden he's an alpha like oh my god like he's hot I'm like you thought he was trash last semester I really 
don't now you're trying to sleep with him like what it is so weird (laughs) at least as a woman when you cross if you was corny and not cute to do before you still corny and not cute (laughs) no one is talking to you you just corny and not cute and a delta or an aka or a zeta like it don't matter like those other adjectives are still in the mix yes (laughs) yeah i agree because like I would just uh, it was so funny. Like it would be like, yeah, because then you know Bryce is a legacy. I'm like, how y'all even know that? My dad won't even have to probate. Y'all know, <laughs> y'all know more about me than I know about me. What is that? Yes. You are weird. You are was- weird. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. She was wearing army fatigues and flip-flops. So I bought army fatigues. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> it is weird. To this day, like, I remember I was at your house. This was, like, before you moved, and you had, like, a game night, and this boy was there and was like, yeah, aren't you, like, a legacy? I'm like, why do you know that? I don't post anything Greek-related. Yeah, like, what? why are you here? Like, what do you want? Are you yeah, what is this? <laughs> God, do you want a letter of recommendation? Okay. I'm not. I'm cursed with that because everybody I wrote one for it ain't make it. So you don't need to go there with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other day. Whole other conversation. Yeah, it's a whole other conversation. <laughs> I can't. Okay, this was fun. This was a good one. Um, yeah. So thanks everybody for listening. I know we went a little over our 30 minutes, but we hope you guys enjoyed. And um, please feel free to DM us. I know we don't have an Instagram page or nothing yet, but y'all know our handles, you know, at Rice Lennon and mine's is at Love Jones Mark. And let us know if you guys have any recommendations for topics you would like us to cover. Um, but Hope you guys enjoyed and we'll see you next week. Bye.